0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Hello and welcome to the Just Glow With It podcast, where the spiritual and physical glow up happens. My name is Jasmine and I am a certified life coach, podcast host, and lifestyle and wellness enthusiast. As your go-to gal for all things glow, I help women to cultivate a high-vibe mindset, create abundance, practice self-love, and manifest the reality of their dreams by sharing my wellness and lifestyle tips and secrets to living my best glow life. If you are a modern-day spiritual woman, then this is the podcast for you and if you're ready to embrace all the high vibes and glow like never before then keep on listening as always remember to just glow with it hello my loves welcome back to another episode here on just glow with it first and foremost i want to apologize for not releasing an episode last week truth be told i've been extremely busy working on a side project that i have in the works it may or may not be merch related but i am so excited to release it soon so i've just been busy organizing the details getting everything together so that i can release this very special project. But to make up for not releasing an episode last week, this week I have a very special episode for you girls. So I have a special guest in today's episode. Her name is Kirby. She's also known as Kerblin Rose. She is a fellow podcaster. Her podcast is called Dear Self Podcast. Definitely check it out. If you enjoy my podcast, you'll definitely love hers. It's very, very therapeutic and honest and it's in the realm of personal development and self-help and healing and all of that stuff that we love here on Just Glow With It. Aside from being a podcaster, she is also a mother, a wife, she's currently going to school to become a teacher, and she just came out with her own event planning business. So as you can tell, she's doing all of the things. In today's episode, she has been so courageous enough to share her journey with us, her lessons, her struggles, hitting her rock bottom, navigating college to adulthood, figuring out what she wants to do with her life, and wondering how she was going to make it work hitting her rock bottom while being pregnant as well and just how she was able to navigate through all of these different stages in her life, the lessons that she learned through each and every phase and how she was able to overcome all of these very difficult things that many of us experience in our own lives and how she was able to make it out of that thriving and starting her own business. So whether you are a college student just trying to get through school or you are a young adult trying to navigate adulthood, trying to find your career path, trying to get your life together and make it all work, or you're a mother trying to balance Motherhood and working on yourself and your goals and your dreams, or if you're someone who really has a big dream, you want to start your own business, or you really, really want to start something and you're just afraid and you haven't started it for whatever reason, you will resonate with at least one thing that we talk about in this episode because we really get honest and open. It really, really am proud of kirby for how far she's come how she was able to take herself out of this cycle and how she has flourished since then and and i know that you listening will resonate with one stage in her journey whether it's college career motherhood starting your own business. I'm sure there is something in here for you. And our intentions with this episode and this conversation is to have you feeling like no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening in your life, to know that it is temporary, to know that you ultimately always have control to create your own life and your own path and that you're not alone, that other people also go through it and it's not just you against the world and you can lean on people like us for support and to feel heard and understood and definitely check out kirby and her content and what she has to offer i'll leave all her links in the show notes so you can check her out and without further ado let's just go ahead and get into this episode I am so excited to have this wonderful me conversation. Too.
2: Me too, me too. I
1: know. I've mentioned this before, but like my intentions with this conversation are to have an honest and healing conversation around, you know, navigating the hardships of life, career, motherhood, the like real yes. things that so many of us go through. And I just want women and men to to walk away from this conversation today feeling like they're not alone, that they can overcome it and just feeling more inspired and empowered um, after this conversation that we have.
2: Absolutely. I hope I hope that is the message that's taken away as well. So it's going to be a good one.
1: Definitely. So before you get into the magic of today's episode, I just want you to give the audience a glimpse of who Kirby is yes oh
2: well so daunting that was like one of the questions I hated in interviews I'm like uh who am I um but hello everyone my name is Kirby Hurd I am I feel like I'm just an average millennial right now I am a new mom I'm a new wife I am a podcaster as well I am a newly event planner, so that's the newest thing I can kind of add to my title. I'm a grad student and I am also um, getting my teaching certification right now. So I'm doing a little bit of everything and just like Jasmine mentioned, trying to navigate it all and sharing the things I learned along the way, hoping that it helps other people. So that's a little bit about me. Wow. First
1: of all, congratulations on your new business. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And can I ask, what are you getting certified in exactly?
2: So I am getting certified in teaching secondary education, uh, English and language arts to be exact. But yeah, I'm going to be working with the kiddos, possibly teaching seventh grade English. So that's exciting.
1: That's amazing. Honestly, good for you. It sounds like you have so Thank much you. going on. and
2: It is a lot. <laughs> and, definitely a lot.
1: And I can't wait to unpack all of these things because I'm sure that through all of, you know, the titles that you wear and the phases that you've been in, I'm sure you've experienced so many lessons along the way. So I'm just excited to hear more about mm-hmm. your journey.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm excited to share.
1: Awesome. So... I kind of have a little background on your journey, but I feel like you have such a powerful but also relatable journey. And I want to unpack every season that you've been through, and I kind of want to take it back a bit to your (laughs) university days. So I know that you graduated from Texas State University with a bachelor's in mass communications, correct?
2: Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, electronic media was the focus, but mass comm major...
1: And you said that you originally, you wanted to be a news reporter, and then you realized that it wasn't really for you. So I kind of want you to explain your journey from, yeah. with that.
2: So so my college experience, well, okay, so let me say this. When I look back and reflect on college, I know for sure that it it, it wasn't something that I was always like, oh, I just want to go to college. It was really like an expectation mm-hmm. of me. Um, And so when I went into it, I, I had no idea what I would even want to major in. You know, I had a list of things that I was good at and I knew my weaknesses. So it was just kind of like, let me focus on the good things that I can do. And one of those things was communications. I've always been great at, you know, speaking with people, public speaking and MassCom just seemed like something that fit for me. And, and it was something that was going to be fun for, you know, the next four years or however long I was going to take to finish because I was not trying to, you know, do anything hard or something that was just going to stress me out. So MassCom was kind of like what I was drawn to at the mm-hmm. time. News reporting was something that I it, it really just sounded good with what I was doing. It's kind of like, oh, I'm yeah, I'm a comm major. And then the follow-up is, oh, what are you gonna do with that? Oh, well, I'm gonna report the news. And it's like, okay, that works. Um, but as I was kind of getting into the bulk of my courses and getting into my senior year, where now the time is ticking of like, oh shoot, I actually need to have a plan after this. Mm-hmm. It was just the 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 industry itself seemed like it wasn't something that I was going to genuinely be happy with. Like, yes, I'm good at it. And I felt like I could have been great at it. But demanding timelines, um, you know, when when you're kind of on the scene like that, they need you when the story needs to hit and they need you right then. You know, Mm -hmm. it was just one of those things where I would know that my life would constantly be on a We'll call you when we need you, and that's gonna be whenever we we need you. So I was just like, that's not gonna fit for me. I needed something a little more stable. Um, obviously having a family and stuff like that was always in the long-term goal. So I'm like, is this gonna really fit with the life that I want? And realistically, no. It was just something that sounded good for four years, and then it was like, oh crap, now I'm about to graduate, and it doesn't sound good anymore. So that was when I was like, okay, I need to take a pivot and figure out what it is that I'm going to do, because graduation was around the corner at that point.
1: Right. And I want to talk about how you were able to pivot and like figure that out. But before that, um, I want to backtrack a bit. So it sounds like you had these expectations of you need to go to college, Mm -hmm. and you almost kind of scrambled to just make something work. And I feel like so many people experience that same thing, and then they get to the end and they realize, oh, crap, this isn't for me. And then there are mm-hmm. some people who don't pivot, they don't make the change and they continue on the path only to find out that it it isn't working.
2: It's not, So yeah.
1: how was your experience with having these expectations, spending these four years doing this, working towards something, and then deciding it wasn't for you? How did you navigate through that? And did you face any backlash from family or even yourself?
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah, my, so, my parents they they've always kind of like led the way with a lot of the decisions that i made in 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 life and college was one of those things where we would start to butt heads so my dad from junk was like oh you don't want to really be a news reporter you don't really want to do that i mean he called it immediately which he tends to always do and so he's like you don't really want to do that because if you did you'd be more invested in this you'd be researching this you'd be doing that and there was some truth to that. Like, I feel like we ourselves know when we're in, we're involved in something that is not really for us or working for us, but it's something about wanting to prove, you know, prove somebody wrong or be like, no, this is for me. You know, it's something about wanting to do that that I feel keeps us kind of stuck in those times because he was saying things that were very true. Um and, and and I mean, like I said, for me, Mass Comm was just one of those things where it got me through the four years, but reaching the end, those those talks and conversations with my dad come back and it's like, wow, like I really did kind of waste time um, trying to prove a point mm-hmm. and trying to prove that this is what I'm trying to do when I could have been taking that time to really have an, a solid plan, you know, to to feel good about graduating and walking into something else, not graduating and now it's like the half of the, half of the room's looking like, are you going to, are you going to do what you say? And the other half's like, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, you're kind of stuck in this thing of now, now what can I deliver? Um, and I look back and, you know, I probably wouldn't have done things differently, but I will say that when it does get in that point of like, okay, you know, it to yourself that this is not working for you. Sometimes we really try to force things to work it's just yeah, it's just having a conversation with yourself like okay, since you want to do that for yourself so bad, are you wanting to waste time doing it, you know, or are you ready to just act on it and and do what's going to be true to yourself?
1: Right. And during your time in college, did you ever did you ever feel that this wasn't for you or aside from the conversations from your dad and stuff, like intuitively did you know that this wasn't for Oh, you?
2: absolutely. Oh, absolutely because, you know, I once I got into my major courses, you know, now you're with, you know, everyone in your classes. We're all gunning for the same thing, and it, it's a very competitive industry. And so I knew myself um, that I I wasn't really committed to it, like a lot of my colleagues and peers, because they were doing that. They were involved in the internships. You know, they were doing the work. They were putting in the hours at, mm. um, you know, local newspaper. Uh, ads and stuff like that. And I just wasn't. I was I was very involved in school, but not in the Mass Comm program, which is weird, right? right. It's like if you want to do this so bad, right? Like why aren't you in any of the clubs? Like why aren't you, you know, in the the university uh newsroom? You know, it's like where what, what are you really doing? And and those were tough conversations to have. Again, I feel like it was really me just trying to portray like this is me and I have it all figured out this is what I said I was going to do so this is what I'm going to do but intuitively absolutely I was like girl what are you doing like you know you don't (laughs) want to do this you said you're going to do something right Mm -hmm. and you have people that are doubting you or or telling you things that maybe you need to hear or you know are true but Mm -hmm. you're not ready to really face that part of you yet it's just kind of like no, I'm gonna prove you wrong, and that's the phase that I was in the whole four years until I was like, I can't pretend anymore.
1: Right, and that that brings up a really good point. I feel like that's a great indicator if you're on the right path is if you really want it bad enough, are you willing to do what it takes to have it? Right. and if you're not, right. then that maybe that's a sign that it's not for you or
2: it's not for you, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So you get to this point where you realize, okay, this isn't for me. How were you able to pivot into a different direction?
2: The pivot didn't happen on my time, and that's how life usually goes. So I graduated, and I, I moved back home to Houston, and then I, I went into this, like, post-grad funk, right, mm-hmm. where, like, I'm just sitting there, and I have... No job signed up. Um, and it was hitting me harder that there was like nothing that I was doing in my field. Like I said, I was I was in class with, you know, peers that were they were invested in it and it was paying off when after graduation I'm seeing them going off and doing their thing. So that was like another thing that was like, oh man, like I'm just I'm at home. You know, now I'm just applying to anything. You know, I'm just like I just please give me a job so I can just say I have a job after school. And I went into this post-grad funk and I kind of got back into um, just kind of working on myself, like, you know, working on my physical fitness and stuff like that. And that is what actually led me to my opportunity after school, which was actually in sales. It had nothing to do with, you know, TV or news, Mm -hmm. but what helped me with that was, um, you know, I was just really able to work and connect with people. And so... That's what I did prior, to, or excuse me, after graduation. But it wasn't, it, it was still one of those things that, like, you know, I'm just kind of doing this. It still didn't feel like this is what I was meant to really be doing. It was just kind of like, okay, I have something now that I can say, okay, I have a job. But even still, that job, it felt like I was just kind of forcing myself to live up to, you know, whatever I said. I was gonna be doing or whatever I was supposed to be doing
1: there I'm seeing a pattern here like you were you had expectations to go to college so you did and you kind of tried to figure it out didn't work and now you have these expectations maybe that you put on yourself or your family or society Mm -hmm. of okay I need Mm -hmm. to get a job so you kind of scramble to just get anything but you're not truly living or you weren't living in alignment to what was true to you so many people fall down this path just because they're afraid of what others will say or think or they just feel like they need Mm -hmm. to put it together were you able to navigate again a new chapter of realizing this wasn't really for you
2: what really did for me was that opportunity started to change me it started Mm -hmm. to change the way I interacted with people, I was starting to not be myself. I was working crazy hours. It was draining. I, I had a moment where I was like, this job is, it's really messing with my mental health. It, it's now taking a toll on my peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So while I have this job, right, I'm on the side, you know, obviously applying for other jobs and telling myself that, Okay, when I get a when I get a job that pays, you know, this amount of money or when I find the right opportunity that's going to, you know, have this title on it or do this, then I'll leave. Then I'll leave. Mm-hmm. Then I'll leave. Right. And it just got to a point where I was like, "You know what? Screw screw the whole I'm going to wait to get saved by another job whole thing. I'm exhausted with that too. I just got to go now. We get into this thing where we're like, "Okay, once i find something else i'll make the move right or i'll do this right because you're still trying to live up to this whatever expectation whoever places on you but like you you can't just like my whole thing was like i can't just leave this job because i'm unhappy why not right you know it's like why not but it's the fear of what are my parents gonna think what is you know what are my friends gonna think what are people gonna think but when I look back, I'm like, the fact that I stayed there, like a whole year longer than I really needed to, because I was caught up in that, I really wasted a whole year that I could have taken to, you know, put that energy into something else. And who knows what, you know, could have been now, but it's just this cycle that I had to break with myself of like, I don't need another job right now to save me from this. What I need is for me to Take a stand on my myself and advocate for myself and say this. I'm working crazy hours for, you know, a company that literally doesn't care if I leave tomorrow or not. Exactly. You know, to be honest, like they don't even care. So why am I kind of losing my my sanity and my peace of mind over, you know, something that is not even not even worth it and it was me just having that moment where I was like you're you are more than this job you know it's like you your peace of mind your what you have to offer it is more than this opportunity and you walking away from it is not doesn't mean that you won't walk into something else it may not be right now but who knows maybe you need to leave this to walk into something else you know it's like I just kind of had to take that leap of faith on myself
1: like looking back now do you feel like there are lessons that you learned in that specific situation
2: in that moment of course it's like wait what you know I here I am giving my all to something that is not giving back to me and now I've been let go right so then you just experience all of this like is it me you know am I not capable you know you go through all of the the feelings of rejection but when I look back in this moment um I feel like it needed to happen because if it didn't, I would have just created another unhealthy cycle for myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, like that, was, that was forced upon me. Like, so we're done with this. I need you to focus on something else, right? Like we're, we're done trying to fit into the box of all these other opportunities. I need you to go create your own opportunity. I needed that to happen because I I know I would have just stayed in this narrative of this is what's supposed to be your life. So find it, find it, find it. Instead of just like, Hey, we're done with that. Let's now take the time to let it come to you. Like what, what is, what is your sole purpose even in this moment right now? And at the time it was just, giving life to my baby and you know, I was six months pregnant at the time and it's like my stress didn't need to be trying to find a job that you know making myself fit for other people it's like no it's, this time is to take care of you right now mm-hmm. all you have is time honestly so let's figure out your next move while also taking care of your mental health and your peace of mind so that you can have you know a healthy delivery and all that comes after that and so I needed that to happen. You know, I think that I really feel like that was the universe like forcing me to stop trying to you know, look for these opportunities and tailor my resume to sound like this and talk like this and it's like no. Just let's figure figure out what works for Kirby.
1: Right? There it sounds like you were so focused on finding an opportunity and the universe was like no, you need to create your own yes. opportunity.
2: Yes, that's exactly, that's how that felt.
1: Yeah, and then there's this quote. It says, uh, rejection is just redirection into mm. the like right direction. And I feel like that was definitely mm. your
2: mm-hmm. your scenario. I do resonate with that. Mm-hmm.
1: So you mentioned, you know, after you got let go from this job, you found yourself. Well, for, you mentioned a few things. You said that you had an epiphany, that there's more to life than just clocking mm-hmm. in and not being fulfilled and then you also said that this was around the time that you kind of hit your rock bottom.
2: So for me that was rock bottom for me because I I always want for myself to feel self-sufficient and I feel like, you know, that's a, a common goal amongst a lot of us. It's been in a position where here I am, you know, I have a job, I'm making money, I'm starting to, you know, Get a little bit more responsible and you know, trying to adjust to the adult life and all of those things. And for me, it just felt like a rug had just just pulled everything, you know, a rug was pulled from under me and it's like boom, you're kind of back on your your bottom. It's like you're kind of back needing again, and you're you're you are you you do not have a, a stable income right now. You have, you know, a baby that's on the way. And for me, it was just a lot of these questions of how am I really going to make this work and my husband and I had just bought a house at the time too and it's like okay now I I don't even have anything to contribute you know financially anyway to this 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 house that we just bought And, and it's just a lot of how am I going to do my part my life has always been like one thing in front of the other like you know there's this is this and then and that's all i mentioned like for for me going to college it was just an expectation it was it was like this is what you're doing and that's how my life had a sense of going but this was the first time where it was like okay no one is placing another step in front of me mm. so what is it and so that was my rock bottom for me
1: i'm sure you know dealing with being pregnant having your own home and then all of this happening at once i'm sure it definitely took a toll on your mental health your emotional health like how were you able Mm -hmm. to first of all what were some of the issues that you dealt with in the beginning and how are you able to navigate through that and kind of get yourself out of this storm
2: the first wave of emotions is like i mentioned it's, it's the rejection of it all so i'm sitting there like okay was it me you know i've been giving my all to it and and you know, when we give our all to certain things and then it just backfires, that's not always a good feeling either. So it was just, I was dealing with that and it did start to take a toll on my mental health. Um, I I wasn't eating as much and that's, I mean, my husband was immediately like, what's wrong with you? Because I was eating my butt off throughout my pregnancy. So the fact that I was just kind of like not eating, I was here and there with it, He's like, what's up with you? And it's like, I, then I just kind of had to let him in. of like I am going through a lot mentally, just internal battles right now. It's like, you know, once once King is, here, um, am I even gonna be able to get back on my feet? And and I was I was I was kind of, you know, punishing myself too because. I was, you know, applying for, still applying for jobs, you know, still yearning for that acceptance and some type of, okay, you know, you're hired type of thing. Um, Going on interviews, you know, only to leave the interviews crying because Mm -hmm. I'm walking in with a big belly and I'm immediately like, okay, so this isn't going to work, you know? So it's just like, there were, there were a wave of emotions, but the way I worked through it It was one first I just became exhausted with the pity party that I was throwing for myself. I was over it. I was like, okay, once I I went through that for about four weeks and I was like, okay, I'm done with the pity party. I'm just done with it. Like, yes, you don't have a job. Yes, you're pregnant. Okay. Like, but let's focus on the things that you do have going on. Like, let's focus on the good in this, this situation so that we can that we can make it you know a little easier to get through because it's like not only is the weight of the world on me every day I'm you know talking to myself every day and it's like something has to give here so it was really me just switching gears and and, and changing my perspective on my circumstance mm-hmm. it's like you know what do you actually have going on okay um you know, you're, you're still in school, you're still working towards, you know, I was in grad school still at the time, so it's like you're still working to further your education. What other opportunities can you look into yourself? I had Dear Self going on uh, my podcast as well, so that was something else that I could, like, throw myself back into, um, and I just really took the time to focus on my mental and physical as well because, you know, I was getting ready to have a baby, and it's like I needed to be really in the best shape that I could be in life to kind of do this delivery thing. So it was it was really just switching my focus, switching my gears, not focusing on what I didn't have going on or what I didn't have at the time, but, but really honing in on the things that I did have and then how to make the most of those. And, and it really just started with changing the way I I viewed myself, my circumstances, my situations, the things that i said to myself, the things I read and watched and just kept around me. It was really just a 24-hour job of keeping my energy in check that kind of allowed me that light, you know, where I could just kind of be like, okay, like you can do this.
1: I love that. I really want to emphasize how what it took to get you out of this funk was changing your perspective because it's such a simple thing but it's so powerful and i and you are the perfect example of how powerful shifting your perspective is because in hindsight sure it looks like you had everything going against you you had every reason to complain and feel sorry for yourself and feel stuck yet you were able to shift your perspective and you know it led it helped you get out of this space that you were in mm-hmm. and i just really want to emphasize that because perspective your mindset like you said the things you consume all of that is so important mm-hmm. and impactful
2: it is yeah and it's and it's something that yeah. i mean it's easy it really is easier said than done because yeah i feel like i am i am now at a point where i practice it consistently all the time because it really does change the outcome of a lot of things. But, you know, in the moment or the midst of going through your storm, it's 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 easier said than done. I get that. But like I said, yeah, you will reach a point where it's like, okay, I'm I'm over the I'm over the sad songs. I'm over it. It's like I can sit here and really, you know, dwell and let this situation define like what I have going on. Or I can just be like actually you know let me just focus on what i have going on not looking for things like we kind of mentioned before but just letting opportunities come to you and i mean literally it's kind of like that's what happened for me just things started to make sense i was starting to you know gain clarity on a lot of things and it just kind of created a path for itself without me forcing it
1: right and i want to talk about like that and where you are right now in your path but before we get to that I want to also share or say that I think it was necessary for you to have that pity party to feel sorry for yourself. And I, I don't want people listening to think, oh, I can't feel these negative emotions. I right. think that's, no.
2: that's yeah, definitely not. part
1: of the process, mm-hmm. but it's getting yourself out of there. That's crucial.
2: Right, right. And yeah, and no, I am the biggest advocate for normalizing a lot of the internal things that you know we we often feel bad for feeling your feelings um because they're very real but it's like it's the getting stuck like you can't get Mm -hmm. stuck
1: what would you say for anyone who's currently in that stuck phase where they are you know they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel and they're just unsure of how they're going to overcome this what would you say to those people right now
2: I'm going to say what my therapist actually said to me that helped me push through it. And, it. and it's because I used the exact word stuck. I said, I am stuck right now. You know, it's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And, and I just can't seem to move forward. And she goes, well, hold on. You said you're doing this and you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, but. Still, like I'm stuck, and you know, she's like, "Well, if you're doing this and you're doing that, that's progress. Being stuck is literally not moving. Mm. So that I feel is a when we keep telling ourselves we're stuck, we're stuck, we are literally mentally telling we're we're believing something that is just not true, and where we're creating this sense of you know this narrative for ourselves that you know we're we just aren't moving. But if you're still getting up every day and working towards whatever you're doing, even if it's not just happening right now for you, or you are at a job where you're like, I am just miserable, this and that, you're still getting up every day. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're still getting up every day. You're still putting towards some type of energy and figuring, or at least acknowledging and knowing that's not where you want to be. Give yourself grace and just, it just change <laughs> the narrative of the stuck thing. Cause just telling yourself you're stuck, you're stuck, you're stuck. You're just going to start, you're going to keep believing that you're stuck, you're stuck, you're stuck. Know that you're making progress every day, even if it's the little things. Acknowledge the little things, but just know that any type of movement is forward movement.
1: Oh, my gosh. I feel like so many people needed to hear that right now. It, it <laughs> kind of clicked in my mind, too, because I think we do tend to mentally like, get ourselves stuck. Mm-hmm. And we think if we're not where we want to be, that equals being stuck. But it's with the baby steps yes. that you do every single yes. day that leads
2: you. Yes. To- It is. it is, And like I said, she told me that and it's like a switch. And again, everything is all about just changing your perspective.
1: So it's so amazing to see you overcome probably one of the hardest things in your life while simultaneously dealing with motherhood and finding yourself. And now I want to move on to the present and the new season that you are in with your career, your Mm -hmm. with motherhood, and what this new season has been like for you. And also, I wanted to ask, why did you decide to document the process of your journey through your podcast?
2: Ooh, that is such a great question. I love how you worded that. Okay, so Dear Self was born because I just felt that there were a lot of things that I was going through internally that... I felt other people would too, and I felt that way because I remember it was it was one night, and you know how like sometimes you just you just sit in the car or you go for a drive or whatever. So I was just kind of there, reflected. I, I, in the moment, I was going through a lot. I was going through. I was unhappy at the job, the first job that I was in. I was going through somewhat of a heartache. I, I just I was just like I was defeated in a way. I felt, and I opened my notes and I was writing to myself in a way. And and when I was reading it back, Mm -hmm. it was helping me, like it was making me feel better. It was kind of helping me um, make sense of certain things. And, And I just thought in that moment, I literally was like, I need to share some of the things that I feel because I feel like I'm not alone. And, you know, even if it's not like an immediate, like, oh, me too type of thing, I just know someone, you know, in it just made me to hear it in that moment. And it may not even resonate, then it may resonate later, because that's how life works sometimes. But I just felt like I needed to voice this in some type of way. Thus, Dear Self was born. And so I kind of was just like, I'm going to put this out and see how, you know, it's received, excuse me. And it was like people were just like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like that. that is how I feel about stuff. And so that's why I just continue it now. I'm like, you know what? Let me just kind of do the work myself, which is, you know, why I'm in therapy, which is why I take time and go through reflective periods and I journal and I, I just kind of try to, you know, bring my thoughts into one concise, you know, life lesson or big picture. And share those things um, because I feel like it's these are all things we go through in life. Not everyone has the resources you just mentioned. You wish therapy was you know more accessible to everyone. Not everyone has the resources. I'm just like if if my one you know contribute to the world can be just sharing the things that I go through in hopes that it helps other people, then that's you know I, that'll be my part to the change or the big picture. And so that's why I choose to do it yourself
1: for you to share your own journey and your struggle so openly, that definitely requires courage and a level of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the reason why it was received so well is because people nowadays are searching for a sense of community or feeling understood and heard. Mm-hmm. And it takes people like you and I to be the ones to have the courage to say, this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm dealing with it. And I think people really, really um, appreciate that because it's not always easy. Mm
2: -hmm. Like I said, it's a moment that I had where it was just something that I was like, I am now at a a place in my life where I'm ready to share because i I like to Mm -hmm. consider myself a pretty private person. Um, I don't just let people in that way. And so for me, it was just kind of like, this is me totally stepping out on something that I would probably not really ever do. But the the purpose of it is was bigger than me. And so it felt like mm-hmm. it was like, you know what? Yeah, the thought of it's kind of scary to just literally just have someone listen in on, you know, what you think about this or things that you're dealing with. Um, but it's it's the purpose of it that kind of eliminates the fear and just is like, you know what, this is going to help someone. And that's what I told myself, sorry, I'm like, even if one person listens, you know, and tunes in every time I drop an episode and it just helps them heal through life, like, my job is done. Like, I'm, that's all I want to do is just, like, give people that sense of community, like you say, that you're not alone. I am a huge advocate for normalizing the feelings and i just think that that's something that we just need to start doing because the things that we feel are very real and it's just really about managing them and healing from them that you know like i said if i just if one person gets that from dear self that has always been the goal so normalize the feelings
1: i like how you said you it was bigger than you and i feel like that's why per, per, finding your purpose and purpose in general is so powerful because it pushes you to do things you never thought you'd mm-hmm. do. And you just say no to the fear because you know that the outcome is is bigger than you. Yes. So you mentioned managing the feelings and all of that. And I wanted to ask you specifically, how are you able you know, to manage your personal growth journey while being a mother? This is something that personally I've always been interested in hearing a mother talk about because I know that the journey of working on yourself is very mm-hmm. difficult so I can only imagine what it's like when you're a mother oh
2: my gosh I feel like you know at one point I was like so does me being a mom mean that I just can't be in my feelings anymore because that's what it feels like it's like when I have moments mm-hmm. where I just really need to be in my feels and you know think and reflect and things like that i just don't get those moments and so um it has been it has been a challenge it is probably one of the hardest things that i'm doing right now because um yeah like i said it's just once once you kind of give your life away to a child everything is about them everything right and for me My peace of mind is so important to me that that is probably one of the reasons why I turned to therapy to help me manage um, my feelings while mothering and also forcing me to take at least, you know, an hour out of the week or whatever it is I need that week to just zone in on me. Um, journaling Mm -hmm. is another way that I kind of help, you know, add in that, that me time too. But it's hard. I don't have an answer to, I haven't figured it out. And I don't, I think there's really even a a routine for it either.
1: Even, you know, carving out time for those two things is better than nothing. Right. Absolutely. I kind of want to move on a bit into your business Mm -hmm. that you just launched. So I would love to know how this new business venture came about and how you got to where you are right now in this moment
2: yes so you know life has a funny way of just playing out the way that it does so with details which is um, a private event planning company I basically just took a lot of the qualities that I've already that I already have um, and turned it into details so we mentioned you know with with the jobs that I kept trying to force myself into and place myself into that just weren't fitting for me during that time of trying to figure out what does fit for me um i just kind of had the idea of of doing uh event planning and i was like you know can i really do this and it's like well you know, I do, I do, you know, love to be hospitable. I love the whole hospitality thing and creating experiences for people. I've always, you know, thrown really great parties and stuff like that. So I was just like, I feel like I can, but it was the business part that was intimidating to me, which I am doing all of this backwards by the way. So that's, I think that's the theme of my life. Um, So I'm just going with it. But um, I was like, man, I just, I don't know if I can do this because I'm not, you know, super business minded. I am getting my MBA right now, but I'm not done. And, you know, will I even be able to just like throw myself out there and just do it? And I got caught up for a really long time and um, I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not ready for this, right? Like first I need to create a whole business plan and I need to have a whole budget and I need to write out a mission statement and like all this stuff that I needed before I just like did it. And I was having a conversation. She kind of called me out on just like, well, you know, why don't you just do it now? Right. And it's like, oh, well, no, like I can't do it now. Oh, like I can't even, I don't want to create an Instagram page because I don't even have pictures to post on it. And like, and she's like, so just create it. (laughs) You know, just get the name out there. Just put your name on it. Like, just do it. and. It's like I didn't even have an excuse or, you know, uh, I couldn't even challenge it because I was like, oh, I guess I could. Mm-hmm. And so that same night, I was like, let me just act on it. Like, I'm, I think, The thing about me is that, like I mentioned, I was so used to people placing one step in front of me. Now take this step, now take this step, now take this step. So when that step was removed and it's like, oh, so you can really just like create you know, what you want. Mm -hmm. Like you can just really, you know, go for it. And that same night I was like, you know what? She is right. I created the Instagram for it. The next thing that I hosted my house, I'm going to just, I'm just going to go all out, you know, take some pictures of it and just kind of put my work out there. And I did it. And the feedback I got from it was just like, oh, wow. Like it's almost like I, I needed someone that saw me what I was trying to see Mm -hmm. you know it's like she literally was looking at me like girl you needed to do that yesterday like I don't know why you are still sitting here talking about you need this this and this and this and it just felt so good to have someone see me after so long of being like oh gosh okay I'm trying I'm trying to do this So rejection email I'm trying to fit into this So rejection email and to have someone that like I said she is I see her as you know of a dear friend but our relationship's fairly new and she was like you have it so just go do it and it was that's what I needed and need to just like put it out there and I put it out there and it's it's there mm-hmm. like it's there it's out there you can go see it right now so um and it, like I guess I'm I think the theme of my life is just working backwards because um you know I tend to sometimes talk myself out of things but you know now i'm just like i'm just going for it because the worst that could happen is probably nothing right
1: well i'm so happy to hear that and i'm so glad you took the the leap and trusted yourself Mm -hmm. and a big takeaway that i just got from your story is well there's a few actually but the first being start even when If you don't feel ready, because truthfully, Mm -hmm. you're never going to feel ready. Um, Right. And something that I tell my clients when they're trying to, you know, work towards a goal or start a business or whatever. The worst thing that can happen is that you stay in the same position you're currently in. You're already there. So is it really that bad? And when I tell my clients this, they're like, oh, wait, you're right. The worst that I can happen is. I I just stay where I am mm-hmm. and I feel like wow when you think of it that way it really makes you look at things differently and maybe not be so afraid to go after whatever it is that you want
2: right right yeah and it's it's crazy because the night before I had that conversation with her I had just had a complete breakdown mm-hmm. like I was just like I mean, I was literally on my knees, like, Lord, like what, what am I supposed to be doing right now? I really don't know. And I'm scared that I will never figure it out. And the next day that conversation was had and it was like, okay, I have to act on this now. Like I have to do this. Like I was just sitting here asking for a sign and all these things. And it's like, I had that conversation with her and it was just like, that is just the push I needed. So yeah, definitely. I love that question that you post to your clients because that that probably would have helped me to snap it together. Like, you're right. Like, the, if the worst that can happen is this, then the worst is okay. Right. But I want better. So let me go get better.
1: Exactly. And also, I think, you know, when you ask for a sign or you ask for guidance, you also have to be open to receiving it because you could have easily missed you know, the conversation you had with your peer, you could have been like, yeah, 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 whatever. But in that moment, you were ready to receive
2: Mm -hmm. and you acted Mm -hmm. upon it. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm.
1: So now that you're in this space, you know, you have your business, it's growing, it's flourishing, you have, you know, motherhood is happening and all of that. What would you say your biggest lessons and blessings for 2020 has been for you
2: Ooh, um, so biggest lesson biggest lesson of 2020 is just that everything everything is temporary mm-hmm. everything is temporary and so um, I've just learned to be very intentional to act in the now um, I used to you know, it's so weird that I used to pride myself on this, but I pride, I prided myself on being a procrastinator because I was always like, it's going to get done. But it's like this season of my life, 2020 has literally forced me out of that, that habit a little bit where it's like, you can do it now. Right. So just do it now because tomorrow isn't promised. The people that are around you aren't promised to be around you anymore. Um, you know, even with details and dear self and all these things I have going for myself. It's like, you know, something could happen tomorrow where it's like, I'm not even able to do the things that I love or do the things that are keeping me fueled to my higher self and all of that. So it's just being very intentional with the present and, and just know that like everything is temporary. And as far as the biggest blessings, oh my gosh, like I could... I could go on and on because I've, I've had to, like that experience of getting let go and, and hitting my rock bottom and kind of being forced to change perspective, um, I feel like that kind of trained me to deal with 2020 because all I've been doing all year is just changing my perspective. Like some people have been like, oh my gosh, 2020 is just like so horrible and this and that. And it I, 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 we haven't had the best year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will say we haven't, but I have just been dodging all of the negative takes that I could have taken on off of this year. And so it's just like the whole year has really been a blessing, really, because I'm still here. All of my loved ones are still here. And it's like, that's the biggest thing for me. So
1: I think that really shows how how much strength you have, you know, within yourself and your mindset. And I feel like if you have been able to stay afloat, you know, for most of the year and not Mm -hmm. let the negativity consume you. I feel like what can't you overcome or accomplish, right? Right,
2: Right. like I am so, I am ready for 2021. Like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna be on my uh, blue Ivy Carter. And, (laughs) you know, she says she's never seen the ceiling in her whole life. And that's the energy that I need. There are no ceilings, okay? It's like the sky is the limit just go for it. So I'm so excited for 2021. um, And I'm just like, there's nothing I can't do. And a lot of the things that I experienced, the things that we kind of talk about, I feel like have prepared me for this moment to get to a point where it's like, I'm starting to realize my strengths and my capabilities and realize that, oh my gosh, like you don't need another person to put another step out. Like just Mm -hmm. put your own steps out and follow your path. And, and do and stay true to you and, and watch everything else just kind of, you know, reveal itself the way it's supposed to, you know, receive all the things you're supposed to. And, you know, just when you're living for you, there's not, there's really nothing that you can't do. Like, seriously.
1: I love everything you just said, because it hits so true to myself. And I know to so many listening and I feel that's what I was just going to ask you is what you wish for, for the new year, but you kind of just answered that you oh, feel like, yeah. you know, the sky is the limit. There's nothing mm-hmm. you can't do, and to just go for it. And I feel like if anyone listening takes anything away from today's episode, know that you can create your own path. You don't need someone else to tell you what to do with your own life. And you are capable of so much more than yes. you know.
2: Yes, more than you know, and that's like that's why I have been so drawn to uncovering my true purpose. Because, so dear self, sorry to go like off of a tangent, but what you said just like sparked something. Dear self, for me was the first thing that I had told myself. I want to do this, and I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And I did it. You know, it was like I don't. I didn't care about the outcome. I didn't care about. I just was like okay, this is a project you want to do, then figure it out, you know, figure out how to do a podcast, figure the recording, you know, like figure it out and do it. And it's the first thing that I did for myself. And I was like, okay, so I am capable of doing things. Like, I feel like I kind of got caught up in yes, letting people dictate the narrative. And then, you know, you take advice too literal. Sometimes we take advice too literal. It's like, okay, but it's like, okay, no, like you can do this. So yes, I love that. It's like, once you realize that you're capable of one thing, that's a wrap. It's mm-hmm. like, you're like, oh no, like, okay, they didn't, they didn't really mess up now. you know. <laughs> so it's like, that's where I'm at. It's like, I don't think there's anything in this world that I can't do. And so I am done telling myself that, you know, you're not ready. You can't do it. You need to, you know, you need to have a normal you know normal life do this do that it's like no like just whatever is gonna bring you the most fulfillment and happiness and whoever you're gonna be at peace with at the end of the day like it should be you and that's what you should be working on
1: absolutely i completely agree and i'm just so excited to see you continue to flourish in the new year and just see what you do like with your life your business and everything and i i know we just met recently but i feel like i've known you
2: (laughs) <laughs> no seriously no seriously because I so this is so crazy I um beginning of this year I went through a phase where I was like I'm not doing yourself anymore I was like I'm not doing your stuff anymore I don't feel like you know what I have to say is really it's not gonna make or break anything it's like whatever I'm, I might be getting too deep for people I don't know <laughs> and and then I came across glow with it just glow with it and I was like I really feel connected to this podcaster. Like, I don't even know her, but I love, I love her content. I love her voice. I love her energy, like everything about her. So then I stalked you and (laughs) I found your Twitter and stuff. And then I literally was like, you know what, when I'm ready to come back to the mic because I do my episodes in seasons and I was like, when I'm ready to come back for season three, I really, I really want to feature her on my podcast. I don't know why I thought this was like such a big like task thing. I'm like, oh my God, is she even gonna like see me? You know? And it's the fact that like you have been so genuine and amazing. And like the moment I reached out, it was just like, oh my gosh, like we just kind of connected. And the fact that you even featured me on your podcast is just like when I reflect on when I found you and you kind of got me out of my headspace and my head funk it's like wow it's kind of came back around and i just i appreciate you and everything that you're doing with your podcast and your life coaching in your life and just thank you for seeing me for a moment and allowing me to be on your show so thank you of
1: course thank you for being on you know the podcast and thank you for reaching out when you did because you didn't have to do that and i feel like that opened a door which led to this conversation which is going to lead mm-hmm. to helping other people, and it's just like you know, baby steps one step ahead yes. of the other, progress, progress, it's progress. progress. <laughs> exactly. I know people, you know, are gonna find this episode so helpful and I just want, I hope so.
2: I hope so. Oh, I know they will. And
1: I know they'll love you because if we vibe, then they're going to vibe with you. Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Well, thank you so much again. And I hope it does. I hope it does have a very healing effect on the listeners because we all, like I said, we all go through the same things. We're all just figuring it out. And so you're not, you're not alone in that process and there are better days
1: absolutely so where can people find you if they want to connect with you or listen to your
2: podcast or any of that stuff oh yeah okay so if you would like to keep up with me in my life um you can find me on instagram uh, it's Kerblin rose that's k-i-r-b-l-y-n-r-o-s-e Kerblin rose um, and then there i have links to my podcast. Uh, Instagram which is Dear Self Podcast and also a link to my event planning if you are listening and you're in Houston. Um, it's just add details and so that that's in my links but Kerlin Rose my main page and um, Dear Self is my podcast that can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I am on Anchor now and also SoundCloud. So it's Dear Self Podcast and I drop new episodes every Sunday I have Dear Self Sundays. I do record in seasons I previously mentioned. So this season, three we're in season three. It's still going right now. And season one or two are up so you can catch up if you'd like. And yeah, just stay in tune with what I have going on. So perfect. And Yay.
1: I'll I'll leave all the links in the show notes so people can just click directly. Yes, um, yes yeah so I'll go ahead and do that thank you again for being on the podcast thank you Alrighty, girls there you have it I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode if you did I would so appreciate if you could screenshot this episode post it on your Instagram stories or on Twitter and tag Kirby and I in it or share this episode with whoever you think may need to hear these words um and definitely give Kirby a follow check out her podcast i will leave all of her links in the show notes and as always until next time remember to just glow with it